October 1st. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today's reading. Be with us, Lord, as it is today, Lord. We call upon thy name, Jesus Christ of Nazareth. And we say yes, yes, yes. Yes to your promises. Yes to your will. Yes to your goodness, Lord. Yet the supply is not here yet, but it will come. If we should have it, it will surely come. In Jesus' name, amen. Isaiah 62, verse 6 to 65, 25. O Jerusalem, I have posted watchmen on your walls. They will pray day and night continually. Take no rest, all you who to pray to the Lord. Give the Lord no rest until he completes his work, until he makes Jerusalem the pride of the earth. The Lord has sworn to Jerusalem by his own strength. I will never again hand you over to your enemies. Never again will foreigner warriors come and take away your grain and new wine. You raise the grain and you will eat it. Praising the Lord. Within the courtyards of the temple, you yourself will drink the wine you have pressed. Go out through the gates, prepare the highway for my people to return, smooth out the road, pull out the boulders, raise a flag for all the nations to see. The Lord has sent this message to every land. Tell the people of Israel, Look, your Savior is coming. See, he brings his reward with him as he comes. They will be called the holy people and the people redeemed by the Lord. And Jerusalem will be known as the desirable place and the city no longer forsaken. Who is this who comes from Edom, from the city of Bosrah, with his clothes stained red? Who is this in royal robes, marching in in great strength? It is I, the Lord, announcing your salvation. It is I, the Lord, who has the power to save. Why are your clothes so red as if you have been treading out grapes? I have been treading the winepress alone. No one was there to help me. In my anger, I have trampled my enemies as if there were grapes. In my fury I have trampled my foes, their blood has stained my clothes. For the time has come for me to avenge my people, to ransom them from their oppressors. I was amazed to see that no one intervened to help the oppressed. So I myself stepped in to save them with my strong arm and with wrath sustaining me. I crushed the nations in my anger and made them stagger and fall to the ground, spilling their blood upon the earth. I will tell you of the Lord's unfailing love. I will praise the Lord for all he has done. I will rejoice in his great goodness to Israel, which he has granted according to his mercy and love. He said, They are my very own people. Surely they will not betray me again. And he became the Savior in all their suffering, he also suffered. And he personally rescued them in his love and mercy. He redeemed them. He lifted them up and carried them through all the years. But they rebelled against him and grieved his Holy Spirit. So he became their enemy and fought against them. Then they remembered those days of old when Moses led his people out of Egypt. They cried out, This is the one who brought Israel through the sea 
with Moses as their shepherd. Where is the one who sent his Holy Spirit to be among his people? Where is the one whose power was displayed when Moses lifted up his hand? The one who divided the sea before them, making himself famous forever. Where is the one who led them through the bottom of the sea? They were like fine stallions racing through the desert, never stumbling, and with cattle going down into a peaceful valley. The Spirit of the Lord gave them rest. You led your people, Lord, and gained a magnificent reputation. Lord, look down from heaven, look from your holy, glorious home, and see us. Where is the passion and the might you used to show on our behalf? Where are your mercy and compassion now? Surely you are still our father. Even if Abraham and Jacob would disown us, Lord, you will still be our father. You are our redeemer from ages past. Lord, why have you allowed us to return from your path? Why have you allowed us to turn from your path? Why have you given us stubborn hearts so we no longer fear you? Return and help us, for we are your servants, the tribes that are your special possession. How briefly your holy people possess your holy place. And now our enemies have destroyed it. Sometimes it seems as though we never belong to you, as though we have never been known as your people. Oh, that you will burst from the heavens and come down. How the mountains would quake in your presence as fire caused wood to burn and water to boil. Your coming will make the nations tremble. Then your enemies will learn the reason for your fame. When you came down long ago, you did awesome deeds beyond our highest expectations. And oh, how the mountains quake. For since the world began, no ear has heard, no eye has seen a God like you who works for those who wait for him. You welcome those who gladly do good. You follow godly ways, but you have been very angry with us, for we are not godly. We are constant sinners. How can people like us be saved? We are all infected and impure with sin when we display our righteous deeds. They are nothing but filthy rags. Like autumn leaves, we wither and fall and our sins sweep us away like the wind. Yet no one calls on your name or pleads with you for mercy. Therefore you have turned away from us and turned us over to our sins. And yet, O oh Lord, you are our Father. We are the clay, and you are the potter. We all are formed by your hand. Don't be so angry with us, Lord. Please don't remember our sins forever. Look at us, we pray, and see that we are all your people. Your holy cities are destroyed. Zion is a wilderness, yet Jerusalem is a desolated ruin. The holy and beautiful temple, when our ancestors praise you, has been burned down, and all the things of beauty are destroyed. After all this, Lord, must you still refuse to help us? Will you continue to be silent and punish us? The Lord says, I was ready to respond, but no one asked for help. I was ready to be found, but no one was looking for me. I said, here I am, here I am. 
to a nation that did not call on my name. All day long I opened my arms to a rebellious people, but they follow their own evil path and their own crooked schemes. All day long they insulted me to my face by worshiping idols in their sacred gardens. They turn incense on pagan altars. At night they go out among the graves worshiping the dead. They eat the flesh of pigs and make stews with other forbidden foods. Yet they say to each other, Don't come too close or you will defile me. I am holier than you. These people are a stench in my nostrils, an acrid smell that never goes away. Look, my decree is written out in front of me. I will not stand silent. I will repay them in full. Yes, I will repay them both of their own sins and for those of their ancestors, says the Lord. For they also burned incense on the mountains and insulted me on the hills. I will pay them back in full. But I will not destroy them all, says the Lord, for just as good grapes are found, are found among a cluster of bad ones, and someone will say, Don't throw them all away. Some of those grapes are good. So I will not destroy all of Israel, for I still have true servants there. I will preserve a remnant of the people of Israel and of Judah to possess my land. Those I choose will inherit it, and my servants will live there. The plains of Sharon will again be filled with flocks, for my people who have searched for me, and the valley of Acre will be a place to pasture herds. But because the rest of you have forsaken the Lord and have forgotten his temple, and because you have prepared feasts to honor the God of faith, and have offered mixed wine to the God of destiny, now I will destine you for your, you for the sword. All of you will bow down before the executioner. And when I call, you did not answer. When I spoke, you did not listen. You deliberately sinned before my very eyes and chose to do what you know I despise. Therefore, this is what the Sovereign Lord says. My servants will eat, but you will starve. My servants will drink, but you will be thirsty. My servants will rejoice, but you will be sad and ashamed. My servants will sing for joy, but you will cry in sorrow and despair. Your name will be a cursed word among my people. For the sovereign Lord will destroy you and will carry his true servants by another name. All who invoke a blessing or take a note will do so by the God of truth. For I will put aside my anger and forget the evil of earlier days. Look, I am creating new heaven and a new earth, and no one will even think about the old ones anymore. Be glad, rejoice forever in my creation, and look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness. Her people will be a source of joy. I will rejoice over Jerusalem and the light in my people, and the sound of weeping and crying will be heard in it no more. No longer will babies die when only a few days old. No longer will adults die before they have lived a full life. No longer will people be considered old at 100. Only the cursed will die that young. In those days, people will live in the houses they built and eat the fruit of their own vineyards. Unlike the past, invaders will not take their houses and confiscate their vineyards. 
For my people will live as long as trees, and my chosen ones will have time to enjoy their hard-worn hard gains. They will not work in vain, and their children will not be doomed to misfortune. For they are people blessed by the Lord, and their children too will be blessed. I will answer them before they even call Umi, while they are still talking about their needs. I will go ahead and answer their prayers. The wolf and the lamb will feed together. The lion will eat hay like a cow, but the snakes will eat dust. In those days, no one will be hurt or destroyed on my holy mountain. I, the Lord, have spoken. In today's study, it says, The people of Israel consider themselves to be God's exclusive people, but they often did not seek God with their hearts. God was preparing to judge His people for their sins. The time would come when other nations would seek God. Jesus opened the way for people from every nation to become God's people. Today, God's people are those who accept Jesus as the Savior and Lord. Salvation is available for all people. This is good news for every person. Do not ignore or reject anyone when you share the good news. You may be surprised at how many are sincerely searching for God and who are His true people. God will always preserve a faithful remnant of His people, no matter how bad the world is. There is always someone who will be loyal to Him. Our job is not to judge whether people have right standing with God. This source of judgment is for God alone because He alone is just. Instead, of, instead, our job is to share with other people the good news of salvation through Jesus Christ. We do this by what we say and by what we do in Jesus' name. Beautiful, wonderful readings. I remember I was uh, in a road camp. This judge had put me in a road camp for about a week. And uh, I talked to the uh, officials there. They allowed me to have church on a Sunday in the mess hall. I got together with a couple of other Christians and so forth. I was in there because either my driving or probably because I was behind on my child support. Trying to pay Paul and Peter. But I was in there, and I, I made friends in Merced County up in the hills in these in barbed wire, kind of like a prison with about 200 men. And there, there was a particular guy that got drunk when visitors people came, and he was falling all over the place, and I had detested him as an inspectable human being, you know, and I really... He got pain on himself, and somehow maybe he was sniffing glue. But he was falling all over the place, and his buddies were trying to hold him up. And I saw him, and I said in my heart, Boy, that's, that's a real low-bottom guy there. And I, in my snubness, in my own grandiosity and pride, I went around, and I, when the day came when we had that Sunday, when we had the privileges, I'd been there for about a week already, I went around the camp and I told everybody that everything was going to be all right. God had an answer. We're going to have church on Sunday. We're having church today. Come and join us. And the only people that showed up was two Spanish-speaking guys that didn't speak English. It was me 
and a black brother that did my singing. I was the pastor. That we had a, a choir. Maybe there was one more person. But then, lo and behold, guess who was there? That one person I had judged. He was in his right mind, and he was repentant. And with his, all his heart, he was seeking the Lord, and he came to the Lord. You know, I just still remember his face and him kneeling there in the mess hall with the face of repentance and humbleness that I have never seen before. So there you go. We don't judge. We just offer the good news that everyone can be saved. Everyone can have a beautiful relationship with our Lord God. All will be well to those who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Beautiful, wonderful news that we can share the news with everyone. The Lord can fix it. All will be well. In Jesus' name. Amen. That is some incredible heavy reading in Isaiah, I tell you. It is packed with so much amazing literature. Just amazing. The word of the Lord. Amen. All right, moving on, we're going to read Philippians chapter 2, verse 19, to chapter 3, verse 4. If the Lord Jesus is willing, I, Paul, hope to send Timothy to you soon for a visit that he can cheer me up by telling me how you are getting along. I have no one else like Timothy who genuinely cares about your welfare. All the others care only for themselves and, are, and not for what matters to Jesus Christ. But you know how Timothy has proven himself like a son with his father. He has served with me in preaching the good news. I hope to send him to you <clears throat> just as soon as I find out what is going to happen to me here. And I have confidence from the Lord that I myself will come to see you soon. Meanwhile, I thought I should send Epaphroditus back to you. He is a true brother and worker and fellow soldier, and he was your messenger to help me in my need. I am sending him because he has been longing to see you and was very distressed that you heard he was ill, and he certainly was ill. In fact, he almost died, but God had mercy on him and also on me so that I would not have one sorrow after another. So I am all the more anxious to send him back to you, for I know you will be glad to see him, and then I will not be so worried about you. Welcome him with Christian love and with great joy, and give him the honor that people like him deserve, for he risked his life for the work of Christ, <clears throat> and he was at the point of death while doing for me what you couldn't do from far away. Whatever happens, my dear brothers and sisters, rejoice in the Lord. I never get tired of telling you these things, and I do it to safeguard your faith. Watch out for those dogs, those people who do evil, those mutilators who say you must be circumcised to be saved. For we who worship by the Spirit of God are the ones who are truly circumcised. We rely on what Christ Jesus has done for us. We put no confidence in human effort. Though I could have confidence in my own effort, if anyone could, 
Indeed, if others have reason for confidence in their own efforts, I have even more. Note. Today's study. Epaphroditus delivered money from the Philippians to Paul. While with Paul, he contracted a nearly fatal illness. After Epaphroditus recovered, he returned him to Philippi with this thank you letter. His recovery is attributed to God's mercy. Epaphroditus deserved the, the Philippians' honor since he risked his life for Christ on their behalf. The world honors those who are intelligent, beautiful, rich, and powerful. What kind of people should the church honor? Paul indicates that we should honor those who risk their lives for the sake of Christ, going where you, we cannot go ourselves. Today's missionaries do that by providing ministry where we are not able to go. They are fighting for the Lord's battle. We should pray for them, honor them publicly for their service and support in every way we can. Amen. I don't know what big, what big of a risk we took when in the year 2000 we smuggled a lot of Bibles from our church. We smuggled 83 Bibles, six of us, into Vietnam. We also smuggled some Bibles into Burma and distributed more Bibles up in the hills of Thailand. All this in two weeks. We visited a lot of those countries and I got to see, I got to witness to some people up and down there. Even though they told us not to witness, I couldn't help myself. I was in the, what they call China Beach, which is a beautiful, by marble, by Hanoi, Da Nang, on the coast there. And we were there early in the morning, and I was walking, and very simply, I said, Jesu, Tim, T-I-M is heart, Jesu is Jesus. And I would point to him and say, Jesu, I point to the air, and then Tim, point to my heart, either, do you have Jesus in your heart or don't? Half of them said no, and the other half said yes, and the difference was day and night. The half that said yes had bubbly personalities. Their cheeks were red and their faces were full and they were full of joy. The other people were sad and looked down and were like the light was off. It was amazing to see that piece of historical event that I went through. And yes, I had a small encounter. I don't know how small it was, but... There was a couple of jeeps there with rifles the, f the first day we got there. And I took a picture of them, and the flash startled the sergeant and his men, the Vietnamese men. And he turned to me, and he raised his baton. I guess it was a stick or something. And he said something in Vietnamese to me cr across the street. What happened, it had gotten dusk, and I didn't think... Maybe I didn't think the flash was going to go off, but it did, and it was dark enough to make him jump. They call that espionage that I could have gotten for, uh, they don't allow pictures for, the, they call their palaces or police stations or their activities. The guy kept yelling at me. I just kept walking. 
and knowing the body language of the soldiers around them that they were standing like a like a number three hunch over with his rifle the young cadet I can tell that he was thinking oh don't tell me to go get him don't tell me to go get him I just thought about it I just kept walking and I looked back far away and he's still pointing at me and yelling from me when I, I kept walking all the other members were walking ahead of me they didn't know I had done this I could have ruined our mission because we had all the Bibles in the hotel we had smuggled them through the airport amen so there you go I risked my life for the for the better of the uh, of the gospel of the Lord amen we prayed pretty good so we figured the Lord was with us Amen. I think that they were softening up and and uh, allowing they needed the uh, visitors, the tourists to come in, I guess. But we hear, heard in other regions that couples will disappear for nine months, that they will confiscate them. They were trying to uh, smuggle in Bibles and stuff. All right, pray for the psalm. Ask God to root your heart in his goodness. Ask God to root your heart in His goodness. Root it and ground it in heart in His goodness. Trust in Him despite the apparent injustice in the world. Amen. That's a big one. Heavenly Father, we ask you to root our hearts in You, in Your laughter, in Your goodness, in Your wine, in Your spiritual wine, Lord God, that we may rejoice and be in love with You today and all the days of our lives, Lord. We thank you, Lord God, for whatever is going around. We choose to love you and praise you. Just like in Habakkuk chapter 3, verses 17 to 19. We choose to rejoice in you. We choose to thank you and make us our hind feet like and climb over our mountains and be successful. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Psalm 73. Truly God is good to Israel, to those whose hearts are pure. But as for me, I almost lost my footing, my feet were slipping, and I was almost gone. For I envied the proud when I saw them prosper despite their wickedness. They seem to live such painless lives. Their bodies are so healthy and strong. They don't have troubles like other people. They're not plagued with problems like everyone else. They wear pride like a jewel necklace and clothe themselves with cruelty. These fat cats have everything their hearts could ever wish for. They scoff and speak only evil. In their pride, they seek to crush others. They boast against the very heavens and their source strut throughout the earth. And so the people are dismayed and confused, drinking all of their words. What does God know, they ask. Does the mighty high even know what's happening? Look at these wicked people, enjoying a life of ease while their riches multiply. Do, did I keep my heart pure for nothing? Did I keep myself innocent for no reason? I get nothing but trouble all day long. Every morning brings me pain. If I had really spoken this way to others, I would have been a traitor to your people. So I try to understand why the wicked prosper, but what a difficult task it is. 
Then I went into your sanctuary, O God, and I finally understood the destiny of the wicked. Truly you put them on a slippery path and send them sliding over the cliff to destruction. In an instant they are destroyed, completely swept away by terrors. When you rise, O Lord, you will laugh at their silly ideas as a person laughs at dreams in the morning. Then I realized that my heart was bitter and I was all torn up inside. I was so foolish and ignorant I must have seemed like a senseless animal to you. Yet I still belong to you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, leading me to a glorious destiny. Whom have I in heaven but you? I desire you more than anything on earth. My health may fall and my spirit may grow weak, but God remains the strength of my heart. He is mine forever. Those who desert him will perish. For you destroy those who abandoned you. But as for me, how good it is to be near God. I have made the sovereign Lord my shelter, and I will tell everyone about the wonderful things you do. Amen. Beautiful, wonderful. Proverbs 24, 13-14 My child, eat honey, for it is good, and the honeycomb is sweet to the taste. In the same way, wisdom is sweet to your soul. If you find it, you will have a bright future. And your hopes will not be cut short. Amen and amen. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, everyone, for coming in today's reading. May the Lord bless you and keep you, make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you, lift up his counsel, and give you peace, and establish you in every which way in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Father God, we thank you for the reading of your word, Lord God. We thank you that we take this time and moment in eternity, Lord God, to acknowledge you. Thank you for your wisdom to dictate to us. Thank you for instructing us and promising that you will show us and instruct us in the way that we should go. Lord, we are here before you, Lord God. Touch our hearts, our minds, and our souls, Lord. Open our ears that we may hear your word and benefit from it, Lord. Thank you for the benefits and the benefiting. We pray that your presence be with us right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. We're going to be reading today Jeremiah. What's that, Anna? Jeremiah 14, 11 to 16, 15. 14, 11 to 16, 15. Okay, I'll get us started. You want me to? No. You want to jump for it? Yeah, I'll go for it. Okay, um, Jeremiah 14, 11, 16 to 15, it says, Then the Lord said to Jeremiah, Do not pray for these people anymore. When they fast, I will pay no attention. When they present their burnt offerings and grain offerings to me, I will not accept them. Instead, I will devour them with war, famine, and disease. Then I said, O sovereign Lord, their prophets are telling them all is well, no war. Or famine will come. The Lord will surely send you peace. Then the Lord said, These prophets are telling lies in my name. I did not send them or tell them to speak. I did not give them any messages. The prophecy of visions and revelations they have never seen or heard. They speak foolishness made up in their own lying hearts. 
Therefore, this is what the Lord says, I will punish these lying prophets, for they have spoken in my name, even though I never sent them. They say that no war or famine will come, but they themselves will die by war and famine. As for the people to whom they prophesy, their bodies will be thrown out into the streets of Jerusalem. Victims of famine and war, there will be no one left to bury them. Husbands, wives, sons, and daughters all will be gone, for I will pour out on their own wickedness on them. Pour out their own wickedness on them. Mm -hmm. Now Jeremiah says this to them, Night and day my eyes overflow with tears. I can't stop weeping, for my virgin daughter, my precious people, has been struck down and lies mortally wound, wounded. If I go out into the fields, I see the bodies of people slaughtered by the enemy. If I walk the city streets, I see people who have died of starvation. The prophets and priests continue with their work, but they don't know what they're doing. Lord, have you completely rejected Judah? Do you really hate Jerusalem? Why have you wounded us past all hope of healing? We hoped for peace, but no peace came. We hoped for a time of healing, but found only terror. Lord, we confess our wickedness and that of our ancestors too. We all have sinned against you. For the sake of your reputation, Lord, do not abandon us. Do not disgrace your own glorious throne. Please remember us. And do not break your covenant with us. Can any of the worthless foreign gods send us rain? Does it fall from the sky by itself? No, you are the one, O Lord our God. Only you can do such things. So we will wait for you to help us. The, the, then the Lord said to me, Even if Moses and Samuel stood before me pleading this people for these people, I wouldn't help them. Away with them. Get them out of my sight. And if they say to you, But where can we go? Tell them, This is what the Lord says. Those who are destined for death to death. Those who are destined for war to war. Those who are destined for famine to famine those who are destined for captivity to captivity. I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, says the Lord. I will send the sword to kill, the dogs to drag away, and vultures to devour, and the wild animals to finish up what is left. Because of the wicked things Manasseh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem, I will make my people an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Who will feel sorry for you, Jerusalem? Who will weep for you? Who will even bother to ask how you are? You have abandoned me and turned your back on me, says the Lord. Therefore, I will raise my fist to destroy you. I am tired of always giving you another chance. I will winnow you like grain at the gates of your cities and take away the children you hold dear. I will destroy my own people because they refuse to change their evil ways. 
there will be more widows than the grains of sand on the seashore at noontime I will bring a destroyer against the mothers of young men I will cause anguish and terror to come upon them suddenly the mother of seven grows faint and gasps her breath her son has gone down while it's still day she sits childless now disgraced and humiliated and I will hand her over those who are left to be killed by the enemy I the Lord have spoken what sorrow sorrow is mine my mother oh that I have died had died at birth I am hated everywhere I go I am neither a lender who threatens to foreclose nor a borrower who refuses to pay yet they all curse me the Lord replied I will take care of you Jeremiah your enemies will ask you to plead on their behalf in times of trouble and distress can a man break a bar of iron from the north or a bar of bronze at no cost to them I will hand over your wealth and treasures as you plunder to your enemies for sin runs rampant in your land I will tell your enemies to take you as captives to a foreign land for my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever then I said Lord you know what's happening to me please step in and help me punish my persecutors please give me time don't let me die young it is for your sake that I'm suffering when I discovered your words I devoured them there are they are my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name O Lord God of heaven's armies I never joined the people in their merry feasts I sat alone because your hand was on me I was filled with indignation of their sins why then does my suffering continue why is my wound so incurable you your help seems to uncertain your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brook like a spring that has gone dry this is how the Lord responds if you return to me I will restore you so you can continue to serve me if you speak good words rather than worthless ones you will be my spokesman Wow. you must influence them or do or do not let them influence you they will fight against you like an attacking army but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall bronze they will not conquer you for I am with you to protect and rescue you I the Lord have spoken yes I will certainly keep you safe from these wicked men I will rescue you from their cruel hands the Lord gave me another message he said do not get married or have children in this place for this is what the Lord says about the children born here in the city and about their mothers and fathers they will die from terrible diseases no one will mourn for them or bury them and they will be scattered on the ground like manure they will die from war and famine and their bodies will be food for the vultures and wild animals this is what the Lord says do not go to funerals to mourn and show sympathy for these people for I have removed my protection and peace from them 
I have taken away my unfailing love and my mercy. Both the great and the lowly will die in this land. No one will bury them or mourn for them. Their friends will not cut themselves in sorrow or shave their heads in sadness. No one will offer a meal to comfort those who mourn for the dead, not even at the death of a mother or a father. No one will send a cup of wine to console them. And do not go to their feasts and parties. Do not eat and drink with them at all. For this is what the Lord of Heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says. It is your own lifetime. Before your very eyes I will put an end to the happy singing and laughter in this land. The joyful voices of bridegrooms and brides will no longer be heard. When you tell people all these things, they will ask, Why has the Lord decreed such terrible things against us? Such Okay, what have we done to deserve such treatment? What is our sin against our Lord our God? Then you will give him the Lord's reply. It's because your ancestors were unfaithful to me. They worshipped other gods and served them. They abandoned me and did not obey my word. And you are even worse than your ancestors. You stubbornly follow your own evil desires and refuse to listen to me. So I will throw you out of this land and, and send you to a foreign land where you and your ancestors have never been. There you can worship idols day and night. And I will grant you no favors. But the time is coming, says the God, Lord, when people who are asking or asking, no, when people who are taking on oath will no longer say, as surely as the Lord lives, who rescued the people of Israel from the land of Egypt. Instead, they will say, As surely as the Lord lives, who brought the people of Israel back to their own land, from the land of the north, from the land of the north, and from the countries to which he had exiled them. For I will bring them back to this land, and I give ancestors. Amen. 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 Okay, babe, let's go ahead and do the commentary on that. Okay, let's see. I like in the beginning where it says they're prophesying that there will be peace to the people. And no more. And then I like it when it says, Even Moses and Samuel stood before me, pleading for these people. I wouldn't help them. Go away with them. Get them out of my sight. It's interesting. Those who are destined for death to death. Those who are destined for war to war. Destined for famine to famine. Those who are destined for pity to pity. And we're destined to, for the kingdom of God and His glory. That's what we've been destined for. That should excite you, you know, that we have. Amen. We've been, I've been allowed to, to share in the glory and the accomplishments of Father God through His Son, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I like the way um, Jeremiah, just, you know, he re 
a night and day my eyes overflow with tears and I cannot stop weeping for my virgin daughter, my precious people, has been struck down. So he's got a, a compassion for the people and he weeps for the people, you know, about what's about what's to come. Um, and what he sees, seeing the bodies of people slaughtered by the enemy in the streets, people dying of starvation. says right here, it says, Therefore I will raise my fist to destroy you in 15.6. I'm tired always giving you another chance. Mm -hmm. um, one thing as he was, when he was praying or whatever, he says, Lord, in 20, um, 14, 20, uh, Lord, we confess our wickedness and that our ancestors too, we all have sinned against you. For the sake of your reputation, Lord, do not abandon us. Do not disgrace your own glorious throne. Please remember us, you know. He's repenting for his nation. And I, it's, it's a, he says, for the sake of, our rep of your reputation, Lord, don't abandon us. You know, kind of like, um, you know, the fact that um, don't leave us alone, you know. It, it's, I don't know how to word that, but, um, you know, the Lord, for him not, almost kind of like when Moses went to went to speak to God and he told them, you know, not to do something, not to destroy the people. And he relented because Moses changed his mind. You know, it's almost like God has a reputation and that you can talk to him, you know, you can. But I mean, he, he did repent for his nation. Um, but it says, please remember us. It's like, you know, he's he's repenting for his nation. We've all sinned, you know, for the sake of your reputation, Lord. Do not abandon us. Do not disgrace your own glorious throne. Please remember us. And do not break, this is very important, here's the point, and do not break your covenant with us. God made a covenant with Abraham very early before the law was given. Um, but this is, you know, he's pleading with the Lord, do not break your covenant with us. Now, right now in the New Testament, we have that covenant that the Lord will not, you know, break with, with Jesus. You know, Jesus is our new covenant. He's, he's a new and better living way. But, um, you know, it, the covenant is like an agreement with us. And I like what he says. He says, you know, can any of the worthless foreign gods send us rain? Does it fall from the sky by itself? No, you are one. You are the one, O oh Lord God. Only you can do such things. So we'll wait for you to help us. So he kind of still expecting God's mercy to come forth. 
not happy at all here. God is not happy at all. Yeah, he's clearly... You know, it says, I will send four kinds of destroyers against them, says the Lord. I will send the sword to kill, the dogs to drag them away, and the vultures to devour, and the wild animals to finish up what is left because of the wicked things that Manesh, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did in Jerusalem. I will make my people an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. It's, it's very interesting here that, um, you know, the king... The king's son. And they did a lot of wicked things. Do you remember what they did? Manash, son of Hezekiah, king of Judah, did it in Jerusalem. I will make my people an object of horror to all the kingdoms of the earth. Yeah. Here's the king, the leadership, the wickedness that came from there. Now it's punishing the people. I think what they did is they, they sacrificed their own children. Mm. You know, they ran out their pagan god. Put Asherah poles up and and encourage the people to do wickedness. Wow, you know, I'm so glad that you know our God is a God of second chances. You know that because Jesus, He sent Jesus through the cross, we have a second chance. But here, clearly, that's not where we're at. I'm tired of giving you another chance. I mean, how many times have we said that to our relatives or sons? You know, or nieces and nephews. I'm tired of helping you. I'm tired of giving you a second chance. You know, thank God that, you know, we're in a new covenant. Wow. But I, you know, he, he as he goes through, um, he get, as we get to the end there on 15... Verse 16. We're not 15. Not. Let's see. Um, yeah, this is what I can't read where the. Um, okay, 15. Must be 15. Um, the Lord, and you know, Jeremiah talks about um, what he's seeing. starts when uh, in 10 then I said what a sorrow is mine my mother oh that I have died at birth I'm hated everywhere I go I am neither a kin a lender who threatens to foreclose nor a borrower who refuses to pay yet they all curse me the Lord replied I will take care of you Jeremiah your enemies will ask you to plead on their behalf in times of trouble and distress can a man break a bar of iron from the north or a bar of bronze at no cost to them I will hand over your wealth and treasures as plunder to your enemies for sin ruins rapid in your land I will tell your enemies to take you as captives to a foreign land for my anger blazes like a fire that will burn forever says in, in 16, 16 when I discovered your words I devoured them please don't let me die young 
It's for your sake that I'm suffering. When I discovered your words, I devoured them. They are my joy and my heart's delight, for I bear your name. So I'm a little, like, the order of this, you know, I see that God tells them, I'm going to take care of you, Jeremiah. And the enemies are come, going to come to you and plead on their behalf. with Lord you know what's happening to me please step in and help me punish my persecutors please give me time don't let me die young it's for your sake that I'm suffering okay. when I discovered your words I devoured them they are my joy and my heart's delight for I bear your name Why is he still suffering? Why it says, when is my wound? Why is my wound so incurable? Your help seems as uncertain as a seasonal brook, like a spring that's gone dry. So he's carrying that burden inside of all of this, I think. And the Lord says, if you return to me, I will restore you, so you can continue to serve me. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones. You will be my spokesman. That's beautiful. Where's that at? It says at the very end, 17, or 16, 20. If you speak good words rather than worthless ones, I, I will restore you and help you. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's 1520. Um, yeah. It says, if you speak good words rather than worthless ones, you will be my spokesman. You must influence them. Do not let them influence you. They will fight against you like an attacking army, but I will make you as secure as a fortified wall of bronze. They will not conquer you, for I am with you to protect and rescue you. I, the Lord, have spoken. worshiping other gods and the unfaithfulness to the Lord and not obeying his word so it, it, but I like that if you return to me I will restore you okay we can take that as a you know you turn your back on God. If you turn, come back to Him, He'll restore all that's happened to you. You know. Anyway, okay. All right. What's the What's the next one, babe? Um, First Thessalonians two nine to three thirteen. nine don't remember dear brothers since this, don't you remember that one yeah okay it says first Thessalonians 2 9 
Don't you remember, dear brothers and sisters, how hard we worked among you? Night and day we toil to earn a living so that we would not be a burden to any of you as we preach God's good news to you. You yourself are witnesses. And so is God, that we were devout and honest, faultless towards all you believers. And you know that we treated each of you as a father treats his own children. We pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God will consider worthy. For he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore, we never stop thanking God that when you received his message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God, which of course it is, and this word continues to work in you who believe. And then, dear brothers and sisters, you suffered persecution from your own countrymen. In this way, you imitated the believers in God's churches in Judea who because of their belief in Christ Jesus, suffered from their own people, the Jews. For some of the Jews killed the prophets, and some even killed the Lord Jesus. Now they have persecuted us too. They failed to please God and work against all humanity, as they try to keep us from preaching the good news of salvation to the Gentiles. By doing this, they continue to pile up their sins, that the anger of God has caught up with them at last. Dear brothers and sisters, after we were separated from you for a little while, though your hearts never left you, our hearts, we tried very hard to come back because of your intense longing to see you again. We wanted very much to come to you, and I, Paul, tried again and again, but Satan prevented us. After all, what gives us hope and joy and what will be our proud reward and crown as we stand before our Lord Jesus Christ when he returns, it is you, yes, you are our pride and joy. Finally, when we could stand it no longer, we decided to stay alone in Athens, and we sent Timothy to visit you. He is our brother and God's co-worker. In proclaiming the good news of Christ, we sent him to strengthen you, to encourage you in your faith, and to keep you from being shaken by the troubles you were going through. But you know that we are destined to such troubles. Even while we were with you, we warned you that troubles would soon come, and they did, as you well know. That is why, when I could bear it no longer, I sent Timothy to find out whether your fate was still strong. I was afraid that the tempter had gotten the best of you, and that our work had been useless. But now Timothy has just returned, Bring us good news about your faith and love. He reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you. So we have been greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering, dear brothers and sisters, because you have remained strong in your faith. It gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the Lord. How we thank God for you. Because of you, we have great joy as we enter God's presence. Night and day we pray earnestly for you, asking God to let us see you again, to fill the gap in your faith. May God our Father and our Lord Jesus bring us to you very soon. 
And may the Lord make your love for one another and for all people grow and overflow just as you lo- our love for you overflows. May He, as a result, make your heart strong, blameless, and holy as you stand before God our Father when our Lord Jesus comes again with His holy people. Amen. Did I underline something on yeah. the other side? Mm-hmm. No. Right here. Read this. Did I read that? Uh, yeah, you did. It says, We pleaded with your we pleaded with you, encouraged you, and urged you to live your lives in a way that God would consider worthy, for he called you to share in his kingdom and glory. Therefore we never stop thanking God that when you re- received this message from us, you didn't think of our words as mere human ideas. You accepted what we said as the very word of God. Amen. And that's very important that we rejoice in the kingdom of God and His, in His glory that we have been invited by God. You know, it's a privilege and an honor. Mm-hmm. We're not destined to war, destined for famine, destined for hell. You know, uh, but we're destined to a life of, of love and joy and satisfaction. Through the good words of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. <sighs> What'd you get, babe? Um, so, apparently, that was a, a church planted by Paul. Mm-hmm. He was talking about when he stands before God, our Lord Jesus. His trophy, his his fruits will be able to present the church that he uh, ignited. Yeah, and they're greatly encouraged to find that the people have been, a, you know, one, they accepted what they said in the gospel. And here it says that, um, but Timothy has just returned bringing us good news about your faith and love and he he reports that you always remember our visit with joy and that you want to see us as much as we want to see you so we're greatly encouraged in the midst of our troubles and suffering dear brothers and sisters because you have remained strong in your faith and it gives us new life to know that you are standing firm in the lord so they're just reiterating how excited they are that you know what they preached stuck you know, it stayed, the seed that they planted stayed. Amen. And um, so that's pretty much just a, 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 an encouragement after they preached there to see the people are still, you know, standing strong on their faith. Amen. Let me go ahead and read the Psalms and the Proverbs. Okay. okay, Psalm says, recall the things that God has done for you in the past. And ask him to carry you through whatever troubles you're facing. So, Lord, we just thank you, Father, for all the things you have done in the past, Lord. All the miracles, all the signs and the wonders, all the leadings, all the provisions you provided for us, Lord. We just reminisce on that, Lord God. And we thank you that you put food on our table, Lord God, and peace on our beds, Lord, that we can sleep peacefully. Thank you for all the great accomplishments from the cross and the blood and the benefits all the way down to our daily food and provision and duty and things to do, Lord. 
Thank you for allowing us to be in your kingdom, for your glory and your power, Lord. Lord, we just thank you so much for the things that you're continuing to do. We thank you for Matthew 6.33 that says, We seek first the kingdom of God, and all these things are added unto us, Lord. To the overflowings, overflow, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we have we don't have room to receive so many benefits you give us. We are stuffed, Lord. We are well taken care of, and we thank you, Lord, for your great provisions and your promise, your promises that you will care for us, Lord. You're doing a good job, Father. We thank you for that. All our needs are met, Lord, every one of them. We have not one need that we need, Lord. We thank you. We don't want for nothing, Lord. You squared us away for our basic needs in Jesus' name. And then some. Amen. And trips to Hawaii. Thank you, Father. Please listen, Psalms 80, 1 through 19. O shepherd of Israel, listen. You who lead Joseph descendants like a flock. O God, enthroned above the cherubim, display your radiant glory to Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manesh. Show us your mighty power. Come to the rescue. Come to rescue us. Turn us again to yourself, O God. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will, will we be saved. O Lord, God of heaven's armies, how long will you be angry with our prayers? You have fed us with sorrow and made us drink tears by the bucketful. You have made us the scorn of neighboring nations. Our enemies treat us as a joke. Turn us again to yourself, O God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine down upon us. Only then will, will we be saved. You brought us from Egypt like a grapevine. You drove away the pagan nations and transplanted us into your land. You cleared the ground for us, and we took root and filled the land. Our shade covered the mountains. Our branches covered the mighty cedars. We spread our branches west to the Mediterranean Sea. Our shoots spread east to the Euphrates River. But now why have you broken down our walls so that all who pass by, by me, steal our fruit? The wild boar from the forest of Arzen and the wild animal feeds on it. Come back, we beg you, O God of heaven's armies. Look down from your heaven and see our plight. Take care of this grapevine that you yourself have planted, this son you have raised for yourself. For we are chopped up and burnt by our enemies. May they perish at the sight of your throne. Strengthen the man you love, the son of your choice. Then we will never abandon you again. Revive us so we can call on your name once more. Turn us again to yourself, O Lord God of heaven's armies. Make your face shine upon us. Only then will we be saved. Amen. Proverbs 25, 1-5 These are more Proverbs of Solomon collected by the advisors of King Hezekiah of Judah. It is God's privilege to conceal things and the king's privilege to discover them. Amen. No one can comprehend the height of heaven, the depths of the earth, and all that goes in the king's mind. Remove the impurities from silver, and the sterling will be ready for the silversmiths. Remove the wicked from the king's court, and his reign will be made secure by justice. 
Amen and amen. Blessed be the Lord God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for the reading of your word. Bless us for this call today.